thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome to the program today. We are so glad to have you join us right here on Jesus the Healer. We have been having a good time. We are, we're talking about some scriptures that we're going to continue with today. We want you to get your Bibles, get your notepad, get a pen, pencil, a device, whatever you take your notes on and release your faith yes. because there's answers for your life today. Yes. I said there's answers. And how many of you know it's not just about what you hear, it's about what you do. That's right. Dad Hagen would say to us, he was our spiritual father, and for years he said to us, he said, when you're faced with any situation, always ask yourself, what does the Word say about this? To know what the Word says makes all the difference when you do it. Amen. It's not just enough to know what it says. You got to do it. Jesus said, it's the doer that's blessed, not just the hearer. Hearing is part of it. But the hearing is to lead us to the doing. And so we invite you, take notes so that you can not just be a hearer, but you be a doer and release your faith. Remember what it says in the book of Hebrews, I believe chapter four, when it talks about the Hebrews that God delivered out of Egypt, it said the same word was preached unto them as unto us, but it didn't profit them. Why? Because it wasn't mixed with faith in them that heard it. So we're not just here today to just hear without profit. We want to mix our faith with the word that we hear. That means we're a doer of it. Amen? Amen. We've been quoting something that Jesus said. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. Now think about that. It's within us. When did it come within us? At the new birth. Paul gave us even greater clarity over in Romans chapter 14 and verse 17 when he said the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not something natural that can be measured out here. It's not meat and drink. It's not a natural substance. But he said, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So he gives us an understanding that when Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you, righteousness, peace, and joy is in you. Why? So that you can draw on it and it can govern you in your everyday life. That's the flow that heaven has authored for us. It's our privilege to draw on that flow. Now see, right, you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Everything that Jesus has made yours belongs to you. You are in Christ. And I encourage you, go to our website at deframeministries.org and you can download all the scriptures, we put together a document there called In Him Scriptures. And you can download it for free. There's well over a hundred scriptures that teach you who you are in Christ, what it means to be righteous. When you download those, you can print them out. You can just keep them on your device, but feed on those. 
Uh, repeat those, meditate those, think about those, talk about those, because when you do, you'll begin to draw on that flow of righteousness that's on the inside of you. Then when the accuser, the brethren comes, who is Satan, the Bible calls him the accuser, the brethren, he'll accuse you with your past. He'll accuse you with your faults, your failures, your misses, your weaknesses, all of that, but you say, uh, that doesn't apply to me anymore because the blood of Jesus cleansed it and now I'm righteous. Yeah. And you, you live in a flow of righteousness instead of under a flow of shame, guilt, and condemnation. Amen. Amen. Uh, God invites us to the higher flow of righteousness and it's in you. Draw on it. But not only is righteousness in us, peace is in us. We have to draw on it, stir it up. We have to choose to be peaceful when unpeaceful things surround us. We have to decide I'm not getting in the wrong flow today. Listen, we have lived our life in the wrong flow enough. (laughs) All of us. And we're not going to go to the lower flow. I refuse to live another day that's that's not peaceful. Every single one of my days are going to be peaceful. Circumstances are not always peaceful, but what I pay attention to is peaceful. And that's the flow that's on the inside of me. Amen. Just like it's on the inside of you. And also joy. It's on the inside of you. I said it is on the inside of you. Praise the Lord. You know, the thing is, is that um, this flow, the flow of the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy, That's the flow God offers us. If he offers it to us, we would be mighty, mighty stupid not to take it. (laughs) That's That's not even sound thinking to step over it and ignore the flow that God offers us. Uh, We can get so full of this flow. We can so draw on that flow Mm -hmm. that our lives begin to replicate the flow of heaven while we're on the earth. Amen. Amen. And um, we can tap into the flow of the kingdom that's on the inside of us. And that's what God intends for us. He doesn't want us to wait until we go to heaven before we enjoy the flow of heaven. So Jesus said, the kingdom's within you. He put it within us. We have to draw on that. And it makes, when we draw on righteousness, peace, and joy, instead of drawing on condemnation, guilt, shame, sorrow, fear, worry, uh, that, that higher flow of the kingdom that's in us will make heaven in our home. I tell you what, young people decide you'll have heaven in your home and that's by your choice of what flow you're going to yield to learn that every time you yield to strife, you step out of the flow of heaven. But every time you yield to righteousness, peace, and joy, you step into the flow of heaven. And it begins to dominate your day. Amen. Amen. We were talking in the previous episode about this flow of joy. We've already spent time talking about righteousness. We've talked some about peace. And you know me, I keep going back over these things. Oh, I say these things repeatedly because we've got to uh, replace some wrong thinking with right thinking. We've got to replace wrong choices with right choices. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I say things over and over and over because I want to make, sh- I want to make sure that people are getting a handle on it, that, it's, that they're laying hold of it with their spirit, not just a mental thing. 
thing. And so I'm taking my time to say these things over and over to you because it's a delight to me and it's a safety to you. Amen. And so uh, we've talked about righteousness. We've talked about peace. And we've, but now we've been talking about this flow of joy. The previous episode, we spent more time talking about it. You may want to go back and watch it if you haven't already because we're going to go further with it today. We were saying yesterday, quoting the scripture, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. When we step into a joy flow, and you say, well, Pastor Nancy, how do you step into a joy flow? By rejoicing. Yes. By rejoicing. Lift up your hands in your house. Lift up your hands in your place of business and begin to rejoice. Amen. When you do that, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So what happens, his strength is transmitted into the arenas of our life as we rejoice. When you're rejoicing, power is flowing. When you're rejoicing, power is flowing. While you're rejoicing, if we go for days without rejoicing, we, we don't, we don't if, if I could say this, we don't access the power flow as we could. But when you start rejoicing, power starts flowing. What about this? Rejoicing over the health of your body that may have symptoms in it. You start rejoicing. Thank you that I'm the healed. I thank you, Jesus, that you paid the price. When you start getting into that joy flow, that the, the power starts flowing that transmits his strength. And how do you transmit strength into a sick body? With healing power. Yes. Healing power will flow. And joy is the invitation for that power to flow. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Whatever you rejoice over, the strength of God will get into that. The strength of God will flow into that. Amen. And we are to run our race joyfully. Amen. We're to live our life joyfully, not with, not complaining. You know, um, I have a wonderful staff. Ed and I for years have had wonderful staff members. But you know, the people we enjoy working with um, are people that are glad to be there. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. right? Right? I mean, isn't that only sane? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if someone is complaining, you think, well, they're not glad to be here. Right. You need to go get in a place where you can be glad to be. <laughs> but some people get into a bad habit of complaining. And uh, they, when they do that, they lay down the joy flow. Yes. And so it opens the door to the enemy to trouble them because complaining opens the door to the wrong flow. Yes. But rejoicing opens the door to the God flow. Amen. 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 Um, I want you to turn with me, if you would, one of my favorite verses, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11. And this is the Amplified Classic Translation. This is why I wanted to read it to you. This verse is a verse that God used, gave me light on, and it was my exit door out of a season of great difficulty. That's why it's one of my favorite verses. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, the Amplified Classic. The church had just given Paul an offering, a church had, and uh, he was writing them and thanking them for the offering. And he said this, not that I am implying that I was in any personal want. Now, look at this next phrase. For I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. 
Now, he's writing this from prison. <laughs> and he says while he's sitting in prison, I've learned how to be content. Now, don't misunderstand that. He's not content to be in prison. Yes. He's content while he's yes. in prison. Yes. Don't be content with the wrong thing happening, but be content in the face of wrong circumstances. Don't you be troubled by troubling circumstances. And he says, now look at this. I appreciate that this great apostle Paul made this statement, for I have learned. You have to learn it. You have to learn it. He had to practice it. He had to practice rejoicing in a very dark place. He had to practice being joyful in a place that brought him no joy. The place didn't bring him joy, but the joy was in him. He had to learn how to draw on the joy that was in him while he's sitting in a very difficult, dark place. Mm -hmm. And he said this, I've learned. You got to learn it. You know how you learn it? You practice. You practice it. He said, for I have learned how to be content I like these next words, satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed. I'm not disquieted in whatever state I am. Other passages in the book of Philippians, he would say, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. What are we we seeing that he was trying to teach those that he had already learned? When something isn't joyful, rejoice in the face of it. He was telling us what he was doing while he was in prison. He was rejoicing. And this verse said he had to learn that. Amen. Amen. Why? Because in the rejoicing, the power of God will flow. In the rejoicing, the kingdom of God that's on the inside of you comes into manifestation Mm -hmm. and things start moving in your life. Amen. Someone who is content and undisturbed, because Paul said, I've learned how to be undisturbed. I've learned how to be, how not to be, I'm, I'm, dis, I'm not disquieted. Uh, how did he do that? By rejoicing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he drew on that joy flow that was on the inside of him. Yes. Don't cheat yourself by living less than joyful. Amen. Don't cheat your life by living less than joyful. There's a lot of sad people in this world. There's a lot of discouraged people, depressed people. There's a lot of people in this world that are self-medicating because they're so troubled. That doesn't belong to the believer. There is a joy flow on the inside of you. Choose to draw on it. When you don't feel joyful, that's when you have to stir up the joy flow that's on the inside of you and draw it out. It's the flow of the kingdom of God. Amen. On purpose, on purpose, you say, I'm done living a sad life. Done. I was on on a commercial flight years ago and sometime used to, they used to have magazines on the the airplanes. And um, I picked one up and there was an article in there and um, it was just, a, it was more like a biography on a, on a particular woman. I'd never heard of her, but I was just reading it. And she talked about a certain tragedy that had happened in her life. She had, her son had died as a young man. And she said, I spent two years of my life crying. And she said, it dawned on me after two years. I've wasted two years of my life being sad. And she said, you know what? I'm just done being sad. 
She made a choice. She wasn't even born again and made a choice. We not, you know, well, can she come out of that sadness? Yes, because she's in authority over her own life. Saved or unsaved, you're, you're in authority over your own life. Being saved just doesn't give you authority over your own life. It gives you authority over the devil in a way, but over your own life, you're the custodian. And, um, I just decided years ago, I'm done being sad. I'm done being worried. Yeah. I'm done being fearful. I'm done. Amen. Done. Right. I'm turning my back to it. Right. <laughs> well, how am I going to do that? I'm going to draw on a different, uh, on a different flow, That's the right. greater That's flow. Right. Yes. Do you know Jesus had to choose his flow on more than one occasion? Right. He had to choose the flow. Um, there was a time in the, in, the, in the wilderness of temptation in Luke chapter 4. Remember, the Spirit of God led him to the wilderness and the devil tempted him 40 days and 40 nights. At one point, Satan tempted him with this. If you'll fall down and worship me, I'll give you the glory of the, all, the, all, the, all the kingdoms of this world belong to me. I'll give you the glory of them. Yeah. And remember what Jesus did. He turned his back to him and said, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only. What, what was Jesus doing? He's choosing his flow. Yes. The devil was offering him something, yes. but he chose his flow. Yes. Remember when he was telling, Jesus was telling his disciples at a different place, he was telling him the things that were going to come, that were going to happen yes. to him about his arrest, his crucifixion. And uh, Peter pulls him aside <laughs> and Peter says, oh, no, none of that's going to happen to you. What did Jesus do? He turned his back to him. What's he doing? He's choosing the plan of God. Yes. You're, you're speaking against the plan of God. I know what the plan of God is and you're not getting me off the plan. Yes. He would not even entertain any words that were against the plan of God for his life. He turned his back to it. What is he doing? He's choosing his flow. Sometimes people just have to say, I'm turning my back to depression. I'm done. I'm turning my back to worry. I'm turning my back to fear. I'm not doing it anymore. And when you make that choice, the power of God will back you up. That's right. Amen. You have a greater flow to draw on, yes. on the inside yes. of you. That, that righteousness, that peace, that joy flow. Just decide any part of your life that you don't like today, turn your back to it. That's yes. Right. That's so good. Amen. Amen. I don't, I don't, I don't like, you know, I don't, don't be critical. Don't be fault finding. Don't be complaining. Don't be worried. Don't be, don't be sorrowful. Right. Don't be ashamed. Yeah. That's right. Don't live with regrets. Turn your back to it yes. Amen. and say, you know what? God offers me the joy flow, not because I've done everything right, but because he, the greater one is in me That's yeah. right. and he makes everything yes. right. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a precious, precious man of God. He was our pastor for many years, Dr. Lester Sumrall. What a man. What a man of faith. Um, get, get online and watch some of his sermons. Get hold of any materials you can of his. The bold, raw faith of that man. It'll, it'll, it'll rattle your world in a good way. Um, when he was a young man, in his early 20s, he traveled to England and he was there for two years before the outbreak of World War II. And he was invited by Smith Wigglesworth. He preached with Smith Wigglesworth in his conventions. And he, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, who was an English preacher, a man of bold faith, he, um, he invited this young man, Dr. Lester Sumrall, to come and spend time with him at his house. And so Dr. Sumrall would go visit. Dr. Sumrall asked him, I think one of the best questions, I thought, I don't know that I would have thought to ask this. And he said to 
Smith Wigglesworth, he asked him, he said, how do you get up in the morning? And Smith Wigglesworth said, I jump out of bed and dance before God for 10 minutes. What's he saying? I choose my flow. I stir myself up. What's he doing? He's rejoicing before God. Choose your flow before wrong flows are offered you each day. Because there are wrong flows offered you all, all throughout the day. They come to you trying to entice you, sway you out of the higher flow. Smith Wigglesworth was a man who it's documented over 20-something people raised from the dead under his ministry. A man of bold faith. A man who bore that kind of fruit knew something. He knew something about God. He knew something about walking with God. He knew something about being a vessel God could operate through and manifest through. And he said he would get up every morning and start the rejoicing flow. We need to listen. Pay attention. Amen. Be a doer of those who knew. What they did, do it (laughs) because they knew something. Pay attention to that. He chose his world by choosing his flow. We're choosing our world by what flow we choose. We can choose this natural world or we can choose the flow of the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, Peace and joy are the flow of heaven. No sadness, no gloom, no depression in heaven. When we choose heaven's flow, we move into heaven's atmosphere and heaven will manifest in the atmosphere that we choose the joy flow in. Amen. When we rejoice, we're choosing to enter into the same flow that heaven has. There's a location of heaven right now and people are rejoicing there. And when we choose to rejoice, we just stepped into heaven's atmosphere. No wonder it changes your home and your marriage and your body and your finances because you can't get around heaven's atmosphere and stay the same. Amen. When we rejoice, heaven will get involved because it recognizes heaven's flow. Even though it's on the earth, we're doing that on the earth. Heaven will get involved because it recognizes the same flow that's in heaven when you choose to have a joy atmosphere. Amen. Amen. When we're choosing to rejoice, we're choosing our atmosphere. If you don't like the atmosphere of your home, change it. And it's, you say, well, I'm waiting for things to work out. You don't need to wait for things to work out. Draw out. Draw out the joy that's on the inside of you and it will start changing things. Even when there's seemingly nothing joyful in your circumstances, start rejoicing. You could be on a, you could be on a, a sick bed and the doctors might not have much hope for you. Start rejoicing. You yes. can rejoice yes. your way off that bed. Yes. You sure yes. can. Yes. Amen. Amen. There's nothing you can't praise your way out of. There's nothing you can't rejoice your way out of. Why? Because the kingdom of God's in you. And you start rejoicing and that the flow of that kingdom starts moving into your circumstances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. And we'll read in verse 30. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 30. Jesus made this statement. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
being yoked up with him, being yoked up with his plan, Mm -hmm. being yoked up with his flow, being yoked up with his word, it turns your life light and peaceful, joyful, and things are not a burden. Things are not a hardship. Things become a burden when we're yoked up with the wrong thing. I I was going down the road in my car Oh, maybe a year or so ago, and I was and I was saying to myself, Nancy, life has gotten easier for you. I didn't say circumstances. Right. Life. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm becoming more skillful at choosing the flow of my life. Amen. And uh, life is hard because of wrong choices. Wrong choices make life hard. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. But Jesus said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I've decided I'm not going to live a hard life. I'm not going to live a troubled life. I'm going to live light and easy. Not on my ability, but on the flow that's in me that carries me into a light and easy flow. Yielding to righteousness, yielding to peace, yielding to joy makes life sweet. And it turns difficult things easy. When my husband went home to be with the Lord, what a tragic event Mm -hmm. suddenly. It's a tragic event. Absolutely. But life did not get harder. Why? Because I chose my flow. And by staying in the flow of the kingdom of God, God will manifest in that flow. And God can work and God can move and bless and work in your behalf. Uh, Choosing the right flow turns the difficult things easy. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. I would say this to you. Your plan will make your life hard. But his plan makes your life sweet. It makes it easy. His burden is light. Amen. Yoked up to him. You know what it is with yoke, oxen, anything you yoke up together, there's two moving together. Why does he say my yoke is easy and my burden is light? Because when you're yoked up with him, he does all the work. He does all the work. When they're training a, 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 an, an animal, they'll put a, a younger one with one that's already knows the, that already knows the course. Mm-hmm. Right. And that older one knows what to do and that younger one will pull against it and that, that older one, no, you're not getting away. We yoked up, brother. <laughs> and that older one keeps him in the way. Yes. Well, it's the same thing. Uh, if you're trying to kick against that, and make your life hard. Just stay yoked up to Jesus. Yes. He'll do Amen. all the work. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. We don't even have to figure out what it is that we're to do. And we're just to stay with him and just move as he leads. Yeah. He's in the lead. Just follow his lead. Amen. Amen. Well, some of these things we're talking about in my book called Peace, Living Free from Worry. We invite you to get your copy. Go to our website at defrainministries.org and let us know you want it. We'll get it right out to you. And listen, when you order it, get one for somebody else. You may have a loved one, a family member, because everyone has a mind they have to deal with. Everyone uh, needs to know what it's like to live a life of peace. And so we invite you to get your copy of it. We'd love to get it right out to you. It'll be a blessing to you. And... uh, It'll help bring us into the highest flow. Amen. Living the sweetest life. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. 
to watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Tulsa, Oklahoma at The Rock Church, April 16th through the 20th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.